It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. There's some big injuries, some big new signings. It's been another big day in footy. We will update you on all of it. And, of course, time on is your chance to have your say on the news of the day. one 736 736 the number. It's time on, SEN. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Another big day, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Big thanks to Bob and Andy and uh, Julio de Stoop uh, for taking us through the last three hours. Uh, and of course, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to have your say on the news of the day. And there's been plenty of it. So let's just start wheeling our way through what you might have missed in terms of breaking news and what you might have missed throughout uh, the course of the day on SEN. If you're just getting in the car and you've had a hard day's work, you've been listening to the station all day and you thought, I've just been itching to have my say on that, then this is your chance, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, Or on the temper text, 0433 uh, on the temper text machine. Temper is a mattress like no other. And we do it all for our brand new sponsors. Great to have DM Forklifts on board. Need a new forklift? DM Forklifts in Caram Downs. Look no further. Search dmforklifts.com.au. Uh, Carlton. Uh, just a topic of conversation with uh, Bob and Andy and DeStoop uh, moments ago. But uh, in case you didn't know, they've been dealt a pretty savage injury blow with uh, Jack Martin, a PCL, and Zach Fisher, ankle bone stress, both ruled out for the next six weeks. And a lot of the talk this week about Paddy Cripps being played injured. And uh, we heard the audio just before about uh, what Kane Corns had to say uh, on uh, Footy Classified last night. Um, and it uh, doesn't seem to be a topic of conversation. And, Adam Cooney and I spoke about which player coming out of contract or coming into uh, free agency, whose contract would cause the most consternation throughout the course of the year. And we both said Paddy Cripps um, hasn't had his best first couple of weeks. Sam Edmund breaks a story yesterday that he's uh, been playing injured. Can't get exact details of what that is, but the claim is that he has been played, he's being played injured. It won't do him any further harm, but it's not going to get better anytime soon either. And uh, as I said yesterday, just stop playing the poor guy. This, this is going to be a career that gets cut short by the fact that from the moment he walked in the door, he's had to carry the can. From his second year, from his second year, Paddy Cripps has, had to, has been the number one clearance player and the number one contested ball player since his second year. As a 19-year-old, he's had to carry that mantle, carry that can uh, for that footy club. No wonder he's all strapped up there would be not much tape left when he's had to have everything done to him. And this is not a criticism of him because I'm a massive Paddy Cripps fan uh, and all and sundry are coming for him at the moment. And to know that he's being played injured just doesn't sit comfortably, uh, I wouldn't have thought. But he has uh, had to do the bulk of their coalface work from the moment he stepped in the door pretty much. Uh, and you wonder why he's uh, starting to get injured more and more frequently. 
Um, yeah, it doesn't that doesn't sit well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Tribe says Cripps will sign with the Frio Dockers one hundred percent for next season. Off the text, um, I said earlier in the year that if I was Paddy Cripps, I'd be waiting until uh, they can get a couple more players in that top fifty for centre clearances. They only had two in it last year. That was Cripps and Kerno. And a couple more in the top 100 for clearances. They had four players in the top 100 for clearances last year. I'd want to see a few more enter into that particular stat if I was him before I signed on the dotted line. Otherwise, it might be one of the, the – it might be a great career uh, ended too soon. And that might that might sound alarmist, but that's the grave concern that I've got uh, for Paddy Cripps. Hawthorne youngster Will Day is set to meet with a surgeon to determine the treatment for his re- recent ankle injury. Uh, a shining light for the Hawks uh, at the moment. Uh, Richmond star Noah Bolter, who was set to be on the show tonight, but something came up at the 11th hour at the last minute. We were all set to speak to a man in, uh, who played in a premiership in his 30th game. Uh, he's leading the way for Richmond this year in contested marks, contested one-on-ones and uh, having another ripper season. And when you look back at that draft year, pick number 25 in 2017, Noah Bolter, I think just the second player in it after Liam Ryan to play in a premiership. So uh, that's a great signing for Richmond. He's uh, put a two-year contract extension uh, in the filing cabinet. Uh, and in the VFL news, Big Owen Newen has been suspended for two weeks for headbutting Hawk Michael Hartley. Marvio Chole has been let off with a fine for instigating a melee. Um but that signing of Noah Bolter, that's uh, that'd be a great one for Tigers fans. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Uh, have your say on that. He was in the twenty two under twenty two, the best uh, team of twenty two year olds under the age of twenty two last year at twenty one years of age. Uh, and you look through that back line, it was um, he and, and I just had this before my phone decided to shut down. Um, in that uh, 22 under 22 last year, uh, they had him uh, as the uh, centre-half back and it was uh, Jacob Wietering at fullback, uh, Lacocious, Jordan Ridley, Liam Baker, and then McCluggage, McGrath, Walsh across the centre, Butters, Norton, Myers, half-forward, Rankin, King, Dacos, Darcy, Smith, Taranto, Caulfield, Brayshaw, Chera and King. He'd be right up there in the top five, I reckon. If you had to take five people from that team, I reckon Noah Bolter would be in the five that you would take. So that's a, a, gr- a great signing uh, for Richmond. And the comparisons with Alex Rance, last year, uh, Glenn Jakovic, one of the greatest all-time centre-half backs, said that, it, that Noah Bolt is actually better at the same age than Alex Rance was. And he's a premiership player, 32 games in to his career and the starting choice now at centre-half back for the Tigers. Uh, the Eagles, I hope for Luke Shuey, will return from a hamstring injury for their clash with Port Adelaide this weekend. Uh, the recent COVID outbreak in Brisbane, AFL have uh, been forced to delay the release of the next fixture block until next week. Uh, Gold Coast, who have headed to Adelaide today, have confirmed defender Connor Buderick will miss the remainder of the season with a torn ACL. Um, he was fantastic for them last year. Uh, he really did turn some heads. Uh, so that's sad news for the Gold Coast. And they've put no time frame on a return for Sam Day with uh, his knee injury. No AFL tribunal tonight. Uh, everybody sits uh, after all players accepted, uh, accepted their sanctions for round two. So um, nobody challenging what was put forward by the MRO. And I'll play you very shortly. A fair few have had their say today about the decision to only give Sam Reed two weeks. We are now... No more certain what severe actually means than what we were a couple of weeks ago, despite feeling like we knew. We now don't know again. So we're just hanging in the breeze, really, aren't we, when it comes to just trying to figure out exactly what 
severe means and what certain actions will will be penalised with when it comes to the MRO. It's just the Jerry Waitley said it today, and I'll play it for you a little later. The moment we think we've got a handle on this, the very next time uh, we're left uncertain again. So just uh, part of the joys of, of being an AFL fan at the moment, we just sit and wait and wonder. Um, Former Hawthorne Premiership teammates, uh, Isaac Smith and Luke Bruce, have had a little bit to say ahead of the Cats and the Hawks clash uh, this Easter Monday. Uh, both were at press conferences today. Luke Bruce for the Hawks had this to say uh, about Isaac Smith. I don't think it'll be any hugs or anything from us. Um, like at the end of the day, we're running out against uh, what is now an opposition player. So um, you can be all smiles and, and fun and games, but once um, you cross that line and it's sort of game on again. So, um, yeah, if he's in the road, I'm sure the boys will be pretty happy to clean him up. There we go. Like a bit of that, Isaac Smith responds today at the uh, Geelong press conference. I know, I know he won't be, so um, I'm, I'm happy with him, but I'm sure there'll be a couple looking to get a, a score, but uh, it'll be all right. It'll be all good fun. Yeah, well, I'm not overly physical, have a look at me, um, but there'll be a bit of lip out there, I'm sure. Uh, I like that. Luke Bruce is one that says that a few will clean him up, and Isaac Smith said, yeah, but it won't be you. That's very good. That's what we want. There's been a few that have said that maybe that the players are a little bit too friendly with how they're going about it when they catch up with each other again. Adam Trelaw and uh, a couple of others. Uh, and I didn't actually quite get to see whether Essendon put any work into Orazio Fantasia over the weekend, but uh, that might appease some of the people that think that the game is just a, a little bit too friendly. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 A couple of calls coming through. Sean uh, in Diamond Creek on Paddy Cripps. Hello, mate. Yeah, how are you going, Sam? I'm really well, thanks. Yeah, I think you've been a little bit... Um, well, I think you are a little bit... I, I don't think Cripps was like in his second year, like our best clearance player. It's yeah, he was. I actually had a look three. at it. I looked it up. Okay. But, oh, look, I know... I mean, I love Cripper, and I know you're a current supporter too, but... No, I'm actually not, well, but, I, but I am a Paddy Cripps fan. Yeah, well, I mean, I am too at his best, but, you know... I get sick of him coming out with bandages on and now you see him getting injections. Look, I know it sounds a bit harsh, but I mean, um, I think it's time maybe harden up a little bit. I know he's our best player and I, I know that sounds harsh, but, you know, we're round two. You know, like when did he hurt his knee or whatever it was? Uh, I'm not you know, sure. Like, yeah, well, I just think, you know, I don't want to hear round two that, you know, our best player, you know, what's been happening from over the summer? You know, like, if he wants to go at the end of the year, well, look, we might have to accept that, you know, like, and get, get two reasonable good players from Fremantle or a good draft pick. I mean... So you'd be happy to trade Paddy Cripps? Well, I'd hate to see him go, and that's, you know, I, I would. Now, I know you would too, but, you know, I just... You know, I'm sick of the, the, the. I mean, there's pressure on him too. Like, maybe it is better for him to go to Fremantle. Less pressure. You know, we get to see him every second week. You know, like, good luck to him if he does. But I'm just, you know, every week uh, there's a different bandage on him, or you know, like now we're here and he's having injections. Like, but that's not his fault, though, Sean. That's that's not his fault. Well, what do you mean it's not his fault? Well, it's not his fault that he gets injured. He doesn't go out and do it deliberately. My, my belief well, is, is that when you've had to... Is he not injured? Well, they're, they're, the, the report is, and Sam Edmund believes that he is playing injured uh, at the moment. Yeah, OK. So he is injured. But, I mean, you know, like, back in the old days, and I know back in the old days is different now, but, 
you know, you, you know, every week there's a different bandage on him. It, it, it drives you crazy. Like, yeah, but I don't think I, that I that's. I don't think that's his fault, Sean. My, my contention with this is that this is what happens when you throw an 18, 19-year-old body into the middle for a lot of game time. And from the second year he was there, and Juddy was still there when this happened. He, he was their number one clearance player, number one contested ball winner. And I know that, you know, in those years he, he was a star and he burst onto the scene in that second year. But we're learning a little bit more now in regards to what teenage bones and how they form, it's... It's fascinating what this information is coming through, and I'm just wondering whether having all that put on his shoulders at such an early age, whilst he seemed to handle it with aplomb at the time, I wonder whether that's done, you know, long-term damage. And and they traded out players that were helping out in that area. They weren't world beaters. But, you know, Tom Bell, you know, if you look at the numbers when he was there, he contributed four or five clearances a game and maybe a couple out of the middle. Mitch Robinson, who they let go, they, you know, he was a clearance player for them um, and they let him go. So it seemed that they let people go all around that may have been able to just share the load a little bit and they never, and they still haven't really seemed to address that particular issue, um, which I think makes it even harder on him and why he's, you know, probably keeping putting his hand up to play because, that's where they need him the most. Uh, but Sean, I really do appreciate your call. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Zach, oh, sorry, Matthew is in Melbourne. Wants to talk. Zach Merritt. Uh, g'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, I was just uh, wondering about Zachy Merritt. Obviously, uh, Johnny Rolf reckons he's going to um, depart at the end of the year, and obviously the Bombers are going to finish probably bottom two or three. We think. Um, do you reckon uh, if they get the compensation for pick two, three, or four, whatever that is? Do you think that's a good result for the Bombers or they should uh, do everything they can to get Zachy Merritt on board? Um, I don't think Essendon are in a position at the moment where they can lose a guy that's probably in their top two, top three best players. Um, it's, yeah, I, don't, I, don't think, um, I don't think that they can afford to, to lose him just at the minute. Even though they're in a rebuild and probably need you know, young players? Yeah. Uh, no, because I think that it, it bottoms out too quickly. After that, uh, no. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just I, I think that at 25 years of age, I think that there's still plenty of time for Zach Merritt. If you do and look at a four-year rebuild, then he he will still be um, a high-quality player. Um, I, I don't think he's someone that they can afford to lose. Uh, fair enough. Thank you. No, that's all right. Your call, Matt. What do you think? You you'd be happy for them to do it? Yeah. Look. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see him leave, but at the end of the day, you know, I think um, Gold Coast got pink pick uh, two for Tom Lynch and then they ended up getting up Isaac Rankin. So, obviously, it worked out for them. So, maybe a similar sort of move where we get a gun young player like an Isaac Rankin, you know, sort of type like him, and then we, we might be looking in five or six years and say, maybe it worked out. So, I don't think it's all doom and gloom if we uh, get a good compo pick. So you're happy to sort of go to just to, to clear the decks, start from absolute scratch instead of the rebuild, go back to the, the architect and start getting the plans drawn up again with the, the early picks you got in last year's draft and uh, see what currency you can get for, for Zach Merritt who goes into free agency um, or qualifies at the end of this year. Yeah, that's it. I reckon start from the bottom. Clark, I did it back in you know, 05 when he got rough-haired, Buddy and all those guys. Um and I reckon a similar sort of approach like that because we got Cox and Perkins and all those guys coming through. So I think a similar style approach like that might even work. 
Uh, appreciate the call, Maddie. Thank you very much for it. Essendon fans, 1300 736 736. A few texts coming in uh, about Paddy Cripps. Uh, Cripps will be in a wheelchair by 50 if he doesn't leave Carlton at the end of the year. Uh, tell this clown. No, I probably can't read that. Um, I'm a Frio fan and do not want Cripps. People saying trade Sheriff for him. Please no. Uh, do not want him. Uh, g'day, Sammy. Just wanted to say hi. Hope you're well, bro. Yep. Thank you, Brett. And uh, same to you. Uh, yes, and carrying the club ruined Ablett also. That's from uh, Big Mick. Um, I want to turn the heat up on uh, Andrew Russell, supposedly a fitness guru. Turn it up injury after injury. Uh, and off the text, harden up. Uh, knee-jerk reaction, allow him to adapt to the new rule change. He plays like uh, Tutankhamen uh, for the Blues. Uh, that's why he needs a spell. He needs a recharge. Spot on Sammy. And that's coming through a few times. If he's injured, give him a rest. That's coming through loud and clear from Blues fans here as well. If he's not right, give him the chance to get right. Um, this caller is right. Two games into the season, it looks like a war veteran. Doesn't look good. Um, perhaps Cripps should get 100% instead of playing injured, but Paddy Dow or Williams in the middle and let Cripps rest and get his body right. That's from Fish. Uh, if we were winning, Cripps wouldn't get a mention. Robin in Kensington. Uh, those are just a few coming through uh, about Paddy Cripps uh, and that situation there. They let Tom Bell go because he was no good. Understand Tom Bell wasn't a world beater, but if you look at his clearance numbers for the year that he was there, he just eased that burden ever so slightly. Uh Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text. Mark, Greg, and Rick, stay right there. We will come back with your calls on the other side of this and just work through some of the response today from the Sam Reed decision handed down by the MRO. This is time on SEN. We're working through the things you may have missed today for Underworks. All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. Uh, the Lions were the beneficiaries, I believe, during the week of some very uh, charitable work from uh, Underworks. Uh, all day socks by Underworks pass every test. Go on, pick up a pair from major retailers and test them for yourself. Uh, time on this evening for DM Forklifts. Uh, DM Forklifts in Carum Downs. If you need a new forklift, search DM Forklifts. .com.au. A few texts coming through uh, about uh, Paddy Cripps and the Carlton uh, injury woes. And uh, this one, you're not a doctor. You're just talking talk back smack and baiting people. Uh, this partially lies with Cripps and has, he has not developed skills that allow him to play other roles. Kicking below average, not hitting the scoreboard, particularly set shots. Long-time Carlton fan, and I think he has hit his ceiling. Not impressed he hasn't, been, he hasn't developed to play other roles over the off-season. Um, that would come back to the coaching staff as well, though. Um, I know I'm not a doctor. I'm very much aware that I'm not a doctor, and that's why I say I believe and my fear. I don't say my diagnosis um, or write prescriptions, uh, but my fear is that the amount of work he had to do in the middle from a very young age with a body still developing in right in the thick of it, in the toughest area to play, in an era where it was congestion after congestion, rolling mall after rolling mall, um, and he's had to do the bulk of that work since he turned up and hasn't had a heap of help in that area. So my concern for what damage that may have done long-term to his body, uh, but I think if we're talking about him being developed to play other positions and they were trying to play him forward on the weekend, a couple of times he might have gotten in the way of Harry Mackay or did Harry Mackay get in his way and it just didn't all quite work out. And he's only just now being played in those areas. It's not his fault that he hasn't actually been played there in the past or played there when he was younger. So I don't think you can really blame him for that side of his development. Uh, Rick's in Flowerdale wants to talk Paddy Cripps. Hello, mate. Oh, good day, mate. How are you? Really well. And yourself? 
pretty good, thank you. Uh, just listening to your comments about Cripper that um, a reporter or whatever said, oh, he's, he's injured and so on. But it's not fact. You guys don't know if he's injured or not. Oh, I've, what I've seen of Cripper, like I'm a Hawthorne supporter, but I really like Cripper as a, as a player. He's, he's been tagged out of it. And obviously he's had a short pre-season because he's not fit enough. Um, but to say, oh, he is, he is injured, but you haven't got a fact that he is injured. Um, I, I, just, I beg a belief with some of the mm. media sometimes when they don't know for sure, but they're going to say it anyway. Well, Sammy Edmund, uh, I don't believe, goes with anything unless he is 1,000% right, 1,000% sure that he's right. He went with it, and given that I'm a teammate of his at SEN, I'll back him all the way. And if that makes me wrong too, then I'm happy to wear that. But, uh, Rick, are you looking at him thinking that he's 100%? Because I've got a lot of people texting through at the moment saying they can clearly see that he's injured. I don't think he's injured. Obviously, he's had a short pre-season, that's for sure. Um, And he's been heavily tagged. Um, But he'll he'll work through this. You'll see Cripper in another four or five weeks at his peak. Like these, and it's it's like those two kids that Corns was talking about last night or on the weekend or whatever. Um, one, why didn't North Melbourne take the other kid and so on? Mm. Don't forget, it took Buddy Franklin and Luke Hodge and players like that who I've followed because I'm a Hawthorne supporter. It took them two years to crack it. it. Took them two years to crack to finally get the gist of what mm. AFL footy's about. Give these kids a bit of a break. It's two games in, and Cripper, you'll see the best of Cripper in three or four weeks. I've no doubt this guy is a star, an absolute star. And to say that I should be going to Fremantle and so on, that's just rubbish talk. I actually actually didn't say that, uh, Rick, but uh, I, I actually agree with you that he is a star, and I hope you're right that we do see the best of him. And I really do appreciate your call from one hawk to another, mate. Have a great night. No worries, pal. See ya. one Your say on the news of the day. Uh, Aaron's in WA, who's been waiting patiently, wants to talk about the Blues. Aaron. Good afternoon. How are we doing? Really well, thanks. That's the way, mate. Yeah, listen, I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about Stephen Silvani, because I actually think a few of the Carlton supporters might be starting to hang the jury out on a couple of these selections. I mean, there's a lot of first-round draft picks there. And I think a lot of Carlton fans are getting impatient. I think plenty of people want to know what's going on with Liam Stocker. I mean, there was a lot invested in that trade, and I'm just curious to see what you think. Uh, Yeah, I was like a lot. I didn't have Carlton in my top eight this year. I still think they might have been one or two years away from that, maybe one. I really did think, though, that they needed to beat Collingwood to to just, just help reinforce some of that belief that the Carlton fans had going into this year. A lot of people in the media, expert commentators had around them as well, that they could be a top eight team. To me, and I think you're right, we're hoping that Liam Stocker, who's supposed to be a contested ball and clearance machine, hopefully that he can get out there sooner rather than later. I still looked at their list, and even though they brought in Zach Williams, who is a, is a very good player and can be very damaging, and, and Saad uh, off halfback, I still looked at it and thought, there's still not enough help for Paddy Cripps. That was still my major concern with Carlton, from my humble opinion. Um, and I don't know if Carlton fans point the finger at Steve Silvani. Um, 
I don't think – I think a lot of people would have had Paddy Dow in the top couple in that draft. I think – I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the, the draft picks themselves. Um, maybe they just haven't come on in the way that they would have liked. And maybe there's just not enough help in that engine room. And they've been unlucky with some injuries, you know, Charlie Curnow and, and a couple of others. So I don't know if it's and, – and I'm not well that well-placed to speak on it, Aaron, because I'm not a Blues fan. So that's why we've got Blues fans ringing in at the moment, mate. So I know that's probably a little bit each way, but – I don't know if they're blaming Sauce, but I certainly think that they were really disappointed, Blues fans, after the, car, the, the Collingwood loss. Collingwood had come off kicking the lowest score of round one. They couldn't really get any cohesiveness uh, in attack, and then all of a sudden they had 11 goals to half time after kicking seven goals yeah, in a game. No doubt, so, yeah, it, 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 that was lead balloon stuff, mate, and it didn't go down very well, I don't think, with, with the Carlton faithful who um, are just still waiting patiently to get back into finals, still waiting... And, and hoping upon hope that it's their year to get back in finals. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Off the text, James in Heidelberg West. I was at the game on Friday night, and it was so easy to see that Cripps was carrying an injury. So sorry for the bloke. Only a little, though, because he was on the Elpo team. That, that's, James, that's very generous from you as a Collingwood fan. Um, recruiting is not the problem. Development is coming through off the text. They were never going to beat Collingwood. Pies are a good side. That's come through off the text as well. Cripps has bad hips and a bad back for carrying the Blues for seven years. That's from Chops off the text, 0433981116. On the other side of this, we will come back in just a a moment, but um, let's quickly go to uh, Sean in Werribee, who's been waiting patiently to talk about Paddy Cripps. Hello, Sean. Uh, How you going, mate? Um, Yes, Patrick, he just simply needs to leave Carlton, mate. They've destroyed enough number one draft picks to re of that club that um, he just needs to leave. So he just preserves... He, you can see a great player playing extra couple of years, and he just needs to leave. And also, can I say quickly about Essendon? Sure. How Dodoro... Yeah, how Dodoro is still at that club is absolutely beyond it. Um, that was sort of that was sort of coming through, wasn't it? Around the draft time, and and you know the reports that he's that he can be difficult to deal with, and he drives a hard bargain. Um, you never know what's going to come with these three picks you got very early on. Um, I saw Nick Cox, and and there was a little bit to like there in the little time I saw him the other day. Um, you never know. He could have just it could be a very rich draft haul that he's just netted you. Yeah, but mate, he's been there for twenty three years. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know that, I mean? That, it's, that, it, that it's a bad thing, though. Are we a bit too quick to say that someone who's been somewhere for a long time, that it's a bad thing? Well, I, I think Essendon uh, need, need a big change. I mean, mm. I, I'm not an Essendon fan, but they, they are a big club. And for the AFL yep. competition to be to be great, we need a strong Essendon football club in there. At the moment, they're a basket case, which is actually it, it's sad to see. It is sad to see, Sean, and, and I appreciate your call. We'll get to um, Josh Marnie, who was on uh, with Gary and Tim earlier on today. There's a heap of calls coming through, though, uh, and this is your chance to have your say on the news of the day. And for the text that's just come through, James in Bandura, can we move on to teams that will be relevant this season? Carlton promised plenty, deliver zero. James, this is a show of the people, and uh, when there are people lining up literally uh, out the door or... Uh, figuratively, out the door to have their say, then who am I to deny the people? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Of course, James, you could call in and change the topic completely and let me know the team that we should be speaking about. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Joe says, yes, we do point the finger at Silvani. He recruited these people, especially GWS. None of them have gone on. He wasted all these picks. Plowman Dud, Kennedy Dud, Setterfield Average. 
Jack's gone. Marchbank, perhaps okay. That's from Joe. Continue to have your say. This is time on, SEN. So the expectations are probably based in three ways. The scoreboard has to be one. It has to be looking at you know improving you know, win-loss and making sure we're you know, making some progress there. But there has to also be a focus on individual players. You know, I think we've got a lot of players that haven't reached their potential. We've got 15 guys on our list that haven't played a game yet this year, which is a pretty significant uh, number of people, almost a third of our list. And we have to see some improvement in our game style as well. So there's a few different aspects of it. And... The hard thing for people to see is that's never linear. You see some improvement in some players one week and they might drop back and then they come good. And the same with our game style. It's not just going to be that all of a sudden we, you know, that comes to fruition very quickly. So it's got to be um, throughout the year, we've just got to find those little moments and, uh, and celebrate them when we do get them. The scoreboard has to be won. And it has to be looking at you know, improving uh, win-loss and making sure we're you know, making some progress there. But there has to also be a focus on individual players. There we go. Just playing the same audio twice. Apologies about that. We had the same one. I just had them uh, labelled a little differently. That's uh, Josh Marnie, new uh, Essendon footy boss, talking about what they will and won't be judged on. Uh, how does that sit with the Essendon fans? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Tim Watson uh, responded to that and just spoke about what he and how he wants to see uh, Essendon play. I just want to see them play in a new way. So they've got to establish that then. They've got to establish that still. Now, this makes it even more difficult when you've got chopping and change, you've got new players coming in, that type of thing. But you have to establish a way of playing, which I don't think they've been able to do consistently enough over the last four or five years, right? right? So that's what they have to establish. And that type of play is something that you can look at and you think that is sustainable. Do you that know, what, actually that gonna, is? That Do you is know gonna, what it is you want to see? Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I want to see a better connection with the players that they have. I want to see them to be able to defend better and to defend like their lives depend on it when they need to. But at the same time, they've got to be a lot more, I think they've got to be, they've got to hunt as a team in a way that they've shown at different times, but they haven't been able to produce consistently. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have your best talent available. It is a mindset Mm. about going about that. I think of, you know, the Sydney Swans all the time. The Sydney Swans, doesn't matter who they've had available over the last few years, whether they've dipped in terms of talent at their disposal, they've still maintained the fact that they've been a hard side to play against. Nobody's enjoyed playing against them because they have this standard of play that they've established. Tim Watson on SEN Breakfast this morning. Uh, Josh Marnie, who was on SEN today, said that Dyson Heppel was no certainty uh, this week as well. And that's the day after we find out that Sam Draper is about eight to ten weeks away. uh, And uh, they're going to be a month roughly without uh, Dylan Scheel. Uh, and they'll uh, they'll know more about the time frame for his injury when they follow the procedure over the coming days. Uh, so they're going to be without uh, Dylan Shields, Sam Draper and Jai Corwell for uh, several weeks. Uh, and uh, it just goes from bad to worse at the moment from Essendon, who couldn't have got off to a worse start this season. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Like when you ask, identity, ask Essendon fans, what's the identity of your team? What's your style? What do you think your game plan is? I don't know if there's an answer. Do you have an answer as an Essendon fan? Do you know what it is and the way it is? You know, we know Richmond's chaos football. Uh, We know that Geelong likes to play a slower tempo and and protect the ball. Um, We know how certain teams like to play, but I think it's a great point from Tim that we still don't really know how Essendon, how they, we, we, we hear how they want to play, but when you see it, it doesn't quite translate. Um, it's a confusing one, and it must be a frustrating one, I think, if you're an Essendon fan, one 736 736 Rob's in Flemington. More talk about Paddy Cripps. Hello, Rob. Fire away, Rob. 
Yeah, look, it was just touching on uh, the Patrick Cripps call earlier, uh, just in relation to the new rule changes. Uh, he was an absolute congestion beast. Mm. And the AFL have changed the rule to the point where congestion has been nullified. Uh, and you've got a 197-centimetre guy, 90-plus kilos, <clears throat> who's now had to adapt completely to the rule change. So just give him a few weeks. Like mm. The PR team clearly have come out and said, He's injured. Uh, I think that's damage limitation at that point. If you just allow him to adapt and give it a bit of time, as all champions do, he will adapt and find a new facet to his game, find a different forward line craft. And we'll be talking about him as an elite player in the next 10 weeks. Yeah, I think that's a fair point too. Often we are quick to jump to conclusions. We are quick to judge. It does worry me that they're going to persist to play him uh, with an injury if those reports are true from Sam Edmund and I back him in 100% on that. And you're right. I mean, the game has changed significantly from this year to when you compare the numbers to 2019. So uh, average tackles a game in 2019 for round one was 62. Well, in round one this year, it was 52. Um, Stoppages. He still had 50 touches in the last two weeks. Has he really? Well, I think it was 21 and 20, 29 against Richmond and 21 against the Pies. Like, it's it's a complete overreaction. And if the bloke's doing that on one knee, then what's he going to be doing in five, ten weeks when he's back up and running? And So you think that the spotlight's been cast a little bit too harshly on some of the missed opportunities when he goes forward, some you know, drop marks, there was a couple of misses against... Uh, Richmond, there was him and Mackay getting in each other's way a little bit and and a couple of times that he, that he may have looked a, a little slow and I think we know why now with that injury. Um, Rob, I think you make some great points, mate, and I appreciate you doing so. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, one So stoppage is 60 in round one, average of 60 a game in round one, 47 and a half. Uh, in round one of this year. Those are the drops in stoppages. Contested possessions, 149 in round one of 2019. Average per game, 139 down. And these are the bread and butter areas of, of Paddy Cripps. And, and he did get coaches' votes in round one. It's come through. 0433981116 on the temper text. Temper is a mattress like no other. Joe's in Roeville, wants to talk Paddy Cripps. Hello, mate. How you going there? Really well, thank you. Now, listen, I don't even barrack for Carlton, but I think it's time for him to sort of pack his bags and go try and chase a premiership like a lot of other players have done in the past. And in recent times, too, like Tom Lynch done it, uh, Brad Otten's done it, uh, Brian Lake's done it. Uh, that's the thing, because at the end of the day, um, Sam, there's no law team football anymore. So a, a, a team will get rid of you at the flick of a switch. So why would, why would he, a, a gun player like Patrick Cripps stay at Carlton and have the career that... Um, Simpson. What was his name? Um, Simpson. Played how many games? Probably the, the most games for Carlton and barely played in finals. I mean... Yeah, I mean... You know what I'm trying to say? No, I do know what you're trying to say, Joe. Absolutely. Cade Simpson, uh, who you're referring to there, uh, one club player and will go down as uh, one of the... You know, I think one of the, the most loved blue baggers of all time for the loyalty that, that he showed. And um, at 26 years of age, I'm, I'm sure Paddy will with his team and we'll look at, well, you know, how long do I think I've got left? Um, how far away do I think Carlton are? There'll be the financial element. There'll be the longevity element. There'll be you know, where he feels he's at at the moment with his football. And, and there'll be a heap of things to consider in, in all of that. And I mentioned a couple that I would consider if I was him. And that was just, where is the help coming from for me? Where is the help coming from in the middle? Um, that would be a, a big issue for me. And you, you're right. 
um, clubs are able to get rid of you when they want to, or almost. Um, we, we've heard recently that the clubs are now keen on being able to trade players without their approval. I think that's absolutely where the game will head. The caveat I would have on that is that the players should have that equal right as well, that when they ask for a trade, you don't deny them. So if the coaches want it and the coaches want to be able to say and the clubs want to be able to say, we would like to trade you without you uh, ticking it off, and just like they do uh, in most other sports in the world, especially if you look at American sport and uh, various football leagues around the world, if that's if that comes in, that's fine. But the players then, once they request a trade from you, then it's up to you to sort that out with them uh, as well. You can't have it uh, both ways. Would be my view on that. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're two rounds in, and the hysteria over players and teams' form in general is perplexing. That's from James in Bundura. There's there's an element of truth to that. Absolutely. Uh, Greg's in Blackburn. G'day, Greg. G'day. How are you going? Good. Thanks, mate. Just turn that radio down for me. Yes. Off. Thank you. Far away. Oh, is that Sam? Yes, it oh, is. Sorry, sorry mate. Uh, just really quick three things. I was at the um, the Danny Frawley game on uh, Friday, Saturday. On Saturday night, yep. Really, on Saturday night. The message is really, really fantastic about the mental health. And um, Yes, it is. I had a couple of people and had a chat to them. So I implore anybody if they've got an elderly relative or an elderly person next to them, go in and ask for a cup of tea and have a chat because my guys appreciated me calling. It was, it was really good. Um, with Paddy, I really, I really, my heart goes out to him. He's, um, he must lie on the pillow at night and think I'm the leader of the club and what am I doing? Mm. What can I do? And, you know, from a mental health perspective as well, I hope he's all right. And, and, and I think he should go. I really do at the end of the year. And thirdly, uh, what's going to happen with Melbourne if um, Brown and Wiedemann come back and we're still winning? Where are we going to put them? Well, isn't that a great conundrum to have, though? Isn't that a great conundrum to have if you're a if you're a D's fan? Um, for the first time that I can remember seeing in a while, there's some real excitement in that forward line with Cozzy Pickett, and um, I, I just wonder how big the ceiling is for Luke Jackson and Tom McDonald's come back this year in better form, and um, it's a great question to have. Um, you'd be better placed than me as a D's fan to say, are you happy with the mix as it is? You've been putting scores on the board that have been able to, to be winnable um, and you did it against a, a team on the weekend that people, most people have is finishing in the top eight in St Kilda. So um, which who do you think comes in and who do they come in for? Well, you know, we, we've had two matches against sides that have been really depleted. So GWS That's true. GWS is a danger match for us. Then we've got um, Geelong without Danger and uh, Rowan. But, I mean, Ben Brown's got to be a stay-at-home forward and, uh, you know, strap him to the goal screw and don't let him go more than 40 metres out. He's going to be a lead-up target. Sam Wiedemann, I'm not still sure. I've seen some glimpses. As you said, we've got Jackson there rotating with Gorney. We've got McDonald there. We've got Sparrow and Fritz and all the, all mm. the ones around them. We've got too many of them all of a sudden. Well, I think it's. I think the most important thing about all those is to, and I might do something on this a little bit later. When you go on, I asked this question last night, but I'll ask it again. Name me the last team that won a grand final without at least one dominant key forward. That's the most important thing, I reckon, in any forward line, to get your key forward mix right. You've got Cosy Pickett there, you, there, there and, and Charlie as well. You mentioned Spargo. There's your pressure players. Fritch is your, med- your medium size. That's the big question, isn't it? Who do you put in place and who do you back in as your key forwards? 
There hasn't been a side to win a premiership without a dominant key forward. Even when you look at the Dogs in 2016, Tom Boyd came into his own in that that four-week run, that magical four-week run. You just can't win one, I don't think. And especially now that it's going to open up, we're going to see one-on-one battles as we did on the weekend. Darcy Moore and Harry Mackay, one-on-one footy again. You're not going to be able to win one, I don't think, without an out-and-out key forward, at least one. Have you say one three hundred seven three six seven three six? Jim, Mark, Grant, I'm going to try and squeeze you in on the other side of this. Time on. It's all thanks to DM Forklifts. Karen Downs need a new forklift. Search dmforklifts.com.au. Oh, we've done a power of work to, to, to secure this game, and um, after last week's performance, I guess um, sort of there's talk around that. But we're we're looking to bounce back and, and put on a good performance so our fans come down and, and cheer us on. Yeah, that's what we want, and having the fans there was is what we need and to drive us and, um, yeah, looking to bounce back on that effort. Jed Anderson from the North Melbourne Footy Club speaking to Dwayne Russell today on Dwayne's World about the Good Friday game. Jonathan Brown last night on the couch uh, with the four armchairs, as Tim was pointing out this morning, said that unless they start to perform on that day that they could end up losing that particular game. Uh, but they've got it at the moment. It is happening uh, this Friday. North Melbourne and the Dogs, Good Friday. McDonald's will be donating $1,500 per goal to the Good Friday Appeal. Details, donations can be made at www.goodfridayappeal.com.au. Don't have a heap of time left. Uh, Jim in Oakley, quickly before we uh, wrap it all up and get to the NBL show. Hello, Jim. Oh, well, I'm, I'm copping the time. time. Dwayne did the same to me the other day. Well, i just got to say that the Port Adelaide Kane Corn seen the best side since 2004. Give me a spell. What beating up on what the the, the shin bowlers who have got no shins. The bombers are looking like witches hats, and he's claiming they're stronger as 2004. You know, please. And then what he says that the sports becoming more American because Chris Scott fights. Well, Rudy and Tony Jewell and Percy Jones were punching on out Waverley Park when he wasn't even a wink in his father's eye. There we go. Bang goes Jim. I appreciate it, Jim. I don't have a more time. Otherwise, we would maybe dig into a little bit, a little bit more. But uh, give me a call back after 7.30 uh, and we'll do it more then. Uh, Max is in Dandenong. Max. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I, I don't know what Chris Scott's got to answer unless he threatens someone or there's some racial abuse or someone's really complained. You know, AFL, get a grip, you know, like, the game's a passionate game, and um, fair income. I don't know where they're coming from, the AFL. I mean, are they watching everyone, are they? It's an interesting one, isn't it, Max? And we can talk more about it after 7.30. As I said last night, in equal measure, I was loving the theatre of it, loving the drama of it. Uh, but in equal measure, I was thinking, that's not a good look for you. If your player's having to drag you away, then you're probably not as in the best control of that situation as you should be, and you're probably not maybe setting the example that you should be. So I'm still conflicted by it, Max, and I, but I appreciate you giving it a call. And maybe we can unwrap it a little bit more uh, after 7.30. But uh, the NBL show is up next. Peter in Coburg, who wanted to talk more Paddy Cripps. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to get to you, mate, but 7.30, the lines will be open. If you're heading to Collingwood v uh, Brisbane at Marvel Stadium, download the SEN app and hit SEN Stadium. Play-by-play, no delay at Marvel Stadium. That's SEN Stadium on the SEN app. The NBL show is up next. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.